Well, good evening and welcome to Heart of Indie Radio. Super excited to introduce a fantastic artist to you. Coming now uh, on our show, Emily Crane. She is super talented. Not only is she a singer, songwriter, and artist, but she's also a phenomenal producer. So tonight, let's welcome Emily Crane. And I can't see anyone at the moment clapping, but I know you all are clapping. So let's welcome Emily. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Well, that was enough. Quite the intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's wonderful to be here. And I Thank really so appreciate much. it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's it's great to get to know you better, obviously, on our program tonight uh, for Heart of Indie Radio. Really want our listeners to get to know and understand your journey because you've had you've had an interesting journey. And uh, it's definitely one that I think a lot of people will find intriguing from about 2016 until uh, recently. You've you've been doing music production. You even earned your own certificate um, from Berkeley School of Music to better understand producing, which is pretty amazing I want to hear more about that so yeah wow tell us how do you get into this creative space and how did it how did it all transpire we, we want to know <laughs> sure yeah so it is it is a long story it is a lot that happened in that short amount of time um so in 2016 um or i guess in 2015 i actually dropped out of a grad school program that i was pursuing um because it just something felt like it felt like something was missing. Um, I was studying geography and I really enjoyed it, but you know, that there was just that passion there that was missing. And I, so I just on a whim dropped out of grad school and, um, decided to pursue this passion that I've had my entire life. So in 2016, I started to produce my own demos in GarageBand um, I bought a keyboard and a microphone that plugged right into my computer, and I wrote my first EP and a collaboration project with Lucian called When I Was Younger. Um, and at that point, I couldn't really imagine fully producing my own tracks and all of the intricacies that like come with it. And I saw my role more as the singer-songwriter, and I sought out producers to help me realize the musical vision that I had for my tracks. So my interest in music production really started when I was working on my first EP, um, <clears throat> excuse me, called Sub Rosa. Uh, and this was with a producer named Devin Spear. He was absolutely incredible. Um, we would have production sessions and recording sessions and I loved being in the studio and watching him produce. It was really amazing to me how endless the possibilities were for every individual sound on the track. And I just loved being a part of that process. So kind of circling back to the personal challenges side of the question, um, when I first started upgrading my equipment and really trying to learn the ins and outs of production, and mainly how to like set up my studio, I came across my first experience of sexism in the music production world, which is certainly a theme, unfortunately, <laughs> that I've come mm. across as a singer and a producer. Um, so I went into this music store to try to get help setting up the hardware in my studio, and the guy working there um, just completely belittled me every chance he had. and. You know, I get that I was a beginner. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was probably mixing up terms, but, you know, we all know that condescending, like, sexist tone and what it sounds like, and it was definitely there. And 
all that did at that point was really light a fire in me um, just to figure this all out on my own. So I would say that was another turning point for me to just kind of go ahead and continue to work on this production side of my career, even when I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so after that, I spent a year learning to produce on my own. And I did this by watching YouTube videos and collaborating with other producers and learning through trial and error. Um, I also had, I made this awesome friend online um, named Nicolaius who really helped me understand track structure. Um, and he would send me like his project files on Logic Pro, which is the software system I use. And I was able to go through and like dissect the track and kind of understand a little better how everything like fit together and what a full track really looked like when it was done. Um, and at that point I realized like, this is really helpful and he's not like, you know, my professor or anything. And I think this would be really cool if I could do this like every week in a classroom setting. So I went online and I researched and I found this program with Berkeley online and music production. I applied and I got in and I completed my certificate in 2019. And I think that really just completely changed the world of music production for me. And I have such a better understanding of the process and my software program um, and how to make a track sound professional because of that program. So that was a really big turning point. Um, and <laughs> I know I, this is such a long-winded answer, but at this point, <laughs> so there's just so much, so much to say. Um, but at this point in producing music, I was really just determined to learn a little more so that I could convey to my producers that I'm working with my musical vision a little better, a little more accurately. So at this point, I'm still not thinking I'm going to produce for myself. It's more just I want to know what, what they're doing so I can have a little more input. Um, and so while I was completing the certificate, I signed on to an artist management agency. Um, and that was a huge moment for me in my career. I felt like, again, that I needed structure and I wanted the expertise of someone who was seasoned in the music industry to guide me through this early stage in my career. Um, and this agency had connections with top tier producers that I would work with later and contacts that I couldn't dream of having at this point. So we spent a month creating a detailed business plan that included producing like five tracks in 2019, finding sponsor sponsorship and doing live shows, among other things. Um, and I worked really hard to hold up my end of the contract. I produced demos, you know, within like a week or two of being asked for them. I ordered business cards and other materials with their agency listed as my management. I kept up with my social media. And unfortunately, there would be months where I would try to reach out and I wouldn't hear from this agency at all. And then at one point I realized we were six months into the year of the contract and the company hadn't even contacted the producer to create my first track. So six months in, we hadn't even scratched the surface of the business plan that we had created in the beginning of the year. And I wasn't able to release music independently because I was under contract. So 
I couldn't leave this contract for a year and I was stuck and I was kind of hoping things would pan out and they didn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so basically at the end of the year, I or at the end of my contract, um, it was in October, I split with them and um, never heard back. Even after I emailed them, kind of a heartfelt thing, I never heard back from this company. So to wrap this part of your question up, um, you know, I am I am kind of resentful for the time and momentum I lost during that year. I had so much going on before that contract. Uh, I had collaborations and releases, and then I felt like my career was silenced in 2019. And all of this is like really negative stuff, but it shapes where I am and who I am as an artist today. And I'm choosing to see this as like a learning opportunity in my career. And I choose to take this adversity and like use it as fuel this year for this new beginning of my career as a producer and a singer. And um, because of that year, I've decided to produce my own tracks um, and only outsource the mixing and mastering. Um, and I've decided that I just I want ownership of my tracks and I want that control over my career. Um, and I've learned that I'm the only one, like, except for my mom, I guess, <laughs> who I can fully <laughs> trust to put my career first. So I'm starting from scratch, but I have so much motivation, you know, to move forward and to um, better myself as a producer and as a singer and just to keep building on what I have. So I, that's awesome. I mean, it, and it is a huge story. And, you know, and I think that the listeners that are obviously tuning in tonight, some of them are artists themselves or their parents um, trying to obviously manage their, their kids' careers and uh, wow. and then a, a variety of other just music lovers. And I think that kind of the theme tonight really is about, you know, when you face personal challenge, uh, you have obviously you have two choices, whether whether or not you want to react in a negative way and just kind of sit there. Uh, and and be upset or you know do what you've done which is yeah you you got upset but now you're actually fueling your creativity and you're taking charge in a whole new way that maybe wouldn't have been possible had things you know obviously gone down the track that you thought they would uh with with this with this company that you were working with and I think it it also brings to mind you know that that what drives us and what sort of uh, positions us to where you know put us in the place that we're meant to be it's not always an easy road yeah, <laughs> it's not oh always perfect, um, but it is, it is, it is what it is. And I think that when we can help other people uh, with that message, like you are tonight, that just is, that's awesome. And obviously you're juggling a lot being an artist, songwriter, producer, and um, <laughs> you may even have a, a day job. I'm not sure, but do you, do you find that those elements are overwhelming or do you feel like you've kind of hit a rhythm now that you've gone through the last sort of year of, you know, challenge? Yeah. So as far as juggling, like, the artist side and the producer side, I think I'm still kind of figuring out, like, where I'm at and where those pieces fit together and, like, what I want to focus on. Um, right now, of course, I'm focusing on, like, my um, artist career. So I'm producing my own music and I'm releasing it. Um, in the future, I would love to collaborate with other singers, though, and produce um, their tracks as well. So that's something I've been looking into. Um and then at the moment, I don't work too much outside of my music. Um, I do volunteer as a community outreach coordinator for a local nonprofit. 
And um, this position is kind of seasonal and like sporadic. So I'll plan like an event or I'll coordinate volunteers. So I'm able to like work around it and have like a week or two off in between to just focus on my music. Um, and then aside from that, I have had uh, part-time and full-time jobs within these last four years. Um, and I've had completely different experiences, like managing my time with those two separate jobs. So one of, they were both almost full-time jobs. Um, first I was working as a barista at Starbucks. Um, so, and that was like in 2016, 2017, when I was first putting out my EP and recording it. Um, I think I had a lot of energy and drive during that time because it was all so fresh um, and I was so, you know, excited to be starting this new thing. And uh, I would use my days off to write and to drive up to Blue Room Studios in D.C. to record. Um, so during that part of my life, I, I had a lot of energy and I could balance my job during the day and then, you know, my music on the off days. Um, but then later on, I had a full-time job as a waitress, um, and this was during the time of the contract that I was under in the management company, and all that stuff was going on as well. Um, and I think that that took a lot of creativity out of me and a lot of, like, hope. Um, and I think that the ability to multitask your passion with your day job or with other things you're juggling, you know, totally depends on where you're at in your career and in your life, um, how healthy your work environment is or your relationships are, you know, outside of mm. your passion. Um, and at that point, I was not feeling as up to the task of writing and creating um, just because I felt like it wasn't going to go anywhere when I was under that uh, management company. But it really does depend, I think. And at this point, I'm in a great, like, headspace um, to create just because I'm independent, I'm doing my own thing. And, you know, my job right now is very much volunteer based. So I have time, you know, when I want to, to sit in my studio and just kind of focus on, you know, my, the creative side of what I do. That's awesome. And I, I love how you're bringing positivity to the world, um, especially <laughs> in these present times. And I'd love to hear yeah. more about, you know, like, obviously you, you love writing music and you have a very creative, uh, you're just a very creative person. And then you're volunteering. How do you kind of navigate, especially in, I'm just going to talk about this, this particular time in our world, right? Yeah. As an artist, um, how are you choosing positivity and what are you doing to sort of, you know, um, not just obviously for your own self, but also for other, other artists or maybe other people in your field? How do you kind of keep that momentum and that good feeling going what are some what are some ways because I'd love for our listeners to 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 listen and and maybe even jot down some notes because I think a lot of us are in in that in that place now you know it's it's an interesting time and it's always good to get other people's ideas about what they're doing to sort of lift themselves up and others so yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it is I I don't know right now it's such a hard time there's so much going on um in the world and you know, to be honest, it's been it's been hard for me to like, you know, especially during those first few weeks, it was hard for me to get up and just like create or do much at all. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people like relate to that. Um, I like I posted on Instagram um, a few weeks ago how like 
I, I'm seeing all of these posts about how like you should be so productive during this time and like doing all this stuff. And I just want to sit on the couch and <laughs> not do anything right now. And, you know, people were kind of responding like in my DMs and in comments like, yeah, I've seen that too. And it just, you know, it, you're sometimes you're just not feeling up to it because we're all experiencing like this trauma together at different levels. Um, and it does affect you. It affects your, your, you know, your mind and your creativity. Um, but I would say something that I've been doing um, is I've been kind of letting myself create like impulsively rather than just kind of making myself sit in my studio, which is what I normally do. Um, and so if I just like want to write like a poem one day, I'll go do that instead of focusing on, you know, this next track that I want to put out, you know, so <laughs> it's just kind of about like going where your creative mind wants to go right now, because it is, it is a really hard time to focus. At, at least that's what I've found. Mm. Um, Cause there's so much going on. So just be kind to yourself is what I would say. I've been, I've tried to be, you know, kind to myself and know that I have limitations right now um, uh, through this time. And yeah, I think, I think that's the really the heart of it um, just to be kind to yourself. I love that. That's so true. And I, I love your, your authenticity and just the way that you are, um, of course, in, in social media posts. And that's actually how, how Emily and I uh, first uh, was we were introduced to each other via Instagram. I liked one of your posts. because You were like, well, I finally did my hair today or something like it was just a funny, it was a really funny caption. It really caught me off guard. I laughed and then I contacted you and I was like, this, this, this girl's awesome. Um, but Aww, I, I love thanks. how how you're yeah, you're just you're kind of taking things and being as honest as you can because you do want to be your authentic self and, and help someone else um, because you have been through stuff like like you've mentioned and so that's I really respect that I'd love for people to find you on social media and also be able to listen to your music so if you could give us those uh, those links as well as yeah. where we can hear your music that would be awesome absolutely so you can find me at it's Emily Crane and um, you can find me there on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, and Crane is spelled C-R-A-I-N, not like the bird. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard. I know. When we, I'm sure people have messed it up. Uh, it's so easy to do. Um, I'm also on YouTube. If you just search my name, you can find me. Um, and my music can be streamed and purchased on any major platform, including iTunes and Spotify. And I have like older music and more collaborations on my SoundCloud account. So if you want to get like kind of more older stuff that I've done and um, different collaborations, you can find them there. Um, yeah. That's so cool. Well, I'm, I'm excited about this this coming year for you and what you're about Thank to do you. and, and the music you're releasing. And just I think that the uh, just there was a story that you told earlier about when you were you were younger and you were learning how to produce and you went into a shop. And you were kind yeah. of treated a certain way. And what I love about the the story is that you've you've remembered it, not mm -hmm. in a not in a negative way, but as like, okay, I remember how that felt, and now I'm in a different position. And it's it's great to kind of look back at those, I guess, bookmarks really in yeah. in our in our lifetime. And they are kind of like a blessing in disguise because sometimes if we're treated absolutely perfectly or if things go our way. 
we wouldn't actually be able to navigate and get to where we're supposed to be. And I feel like that's a part in your story that really stuck with me. And I'm sure other listeners, it stuck with them too, because I think we've all, um, men and women um, and and younger and older people have all been in in a place in their lives when they just were a little bit unsure and maybe they were treated with not the most um, caring <laughs> nature yes. um, for whatever reason, yeah. you know, uh, that person might've been hurting themselves. You know, we just don't know, mm-hmm. but it's interesting how uh, that when you said that, said that story, I just thought, well, how amazing is it that you've come from that, uh, that place of uncertainty and you really had to be brave and you really had to basically, you know, self soothe and say, yes. I, I can do this. <laughs> and so I love, I love that our listeners out there might be a bit shy or they might be um, people that love to create music, but they don't really know how to do it. Do you have advice for bands or artists that are wanting to create, but maybe they, yeah, maybe they are feeling a little bit down or they don't have the confidence or they don't have the equipment. What would you say to them tonight? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, I do resonate with that a lot, that question, because I am one of those people that lacks the confidence. And, you know, I spent years not doing what I want to do because I thought I wasn't good enough to sing or to write music. And, you know, I wasn't meant for the music industry. And, um, so yeah, I to the artists who lack that confidence to pursue their dreams, whatever that is, um, and this is so cliche, <laughs> but just remember, you know, you're the writer of your life story and you create your purpose. And we all have limitations in life, um, but if you don't put yourself out there with your like beautiful and perfect creations. And they will be imperfect because nothing you create is going to be perfect. And that's okay. Um, Nothing will ever come of it. And I've found that all you need to do is just put yourself out there and opportunities will come your way. And last, I'd like to say that it's just so important to pick yourself up and just keep moving uh, when you're knocked down. People can be really mean, like on the Internet and in person sometimes. Um, And sometimes you're going to get knocked down and you're going to fail at something. But if you keep creating that next song and you keep recording like that next cover and um, you don't let people stop you doing um, what you love, you'll get better with everything you do. And it'll be easier to ignore the haters (laughs) as more Mm. opportunities arise, you know. So, yeah, I think that's what I would that's what I would say. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Em. You are so inspiring, and I'm really excited to uh, to get to watch your career uh, blossom uh, through through all the social media avenues and your music uh, <laughs> platforms. Um, and listeners, be sure to DM us at Heart of Indie on Twitter, as well as email us at heartofindieradio at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of tonight. Uh, be sure to say hello to Emily. She's an amazing human being. And uh, be kind to yourselves, you guys. We love you. All right. God bless. And let's get back to the music right here on Heart of Indie Radio.